Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection for your three unique perspective ring skill range. What are you going to do when something strange is happening in your neighborhood? Call your ghost blasters. I am your Peter Ventman. With me are Slimy, Keith. Hello. Isn't it Slimer? I know, but I call this Ghost Blasters. We're supposed to be like a B unit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keith. Carry on. So Keith, Carry Keith, on. Keith didn't get the joke. <laughs> nope. And with us, our Lois Scully, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we played Ghostwire Tokyo by Tango Gameworks. We just recently did a Tango Gameworks game. Can you guys please tell me? What game did we just recently play from them? <laughs> um... Keith, come on. Hi-Fi Rush. I was, li- uh, I was, I was giving oh, Liz a chance. Oh, you told me that early in the week. <laughs> I don't listen. <laughs> so, Ghostwire Tokyo is a first-person action-adventure game where you are playing a person who just recently kind of almost died and is possessed by another spirit who they decide to team up, and they're trying to take down a man in a mask who has turned everyone within a portion of Tokyo into spirits. And so you are trying to stop his master, his evil plans of taking over the world, but going around, uh, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? This was a game. I took last week off and I feel like this is a great game to jump into. And I mean, it gets me excited because I mean, we have a whole month of games that I'm excited about, but, um, I graphically and story wise, I was like, it was great. And there's looting. The only thing that I'm, no, I'm not going to give it away. There's one thing that kind of like I was kind of meh about, um, but no spoilers, you know? So uh, yeah, it was definitely a game for me. So it was story related? No, it was gameplay related. See, no, you're making me spoil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you at least going to say in the episode? What? Are you going to say in the episode what it is? Yeah, I know. You're oh, trying okay. to trick okay. me right now. I, uh, I know. I just thought you meant you were gonna, I, when you were saying no spoilers, I thought you meant you were going to spoil the story for people. Not no, I, there's stuff. one thing that kind of like I was kind of eh about. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. She's really giving away episode spoilers. I like the, exactly. I like this this new uh, vacation, Liz. Coming back with a refreshed <laughs> sense of urgency, not spoiling <laughs> things. I love it. Yeah, Liz, you should take more time off. <laughs> but don't, because it's a good time. Because <laughs> I, I, I listened to the Boy Talk episode, and I don't think anybody wants more of those. But anyways, <laughs> I, I think Ghostwire Tokyo, I, I, it's a game. I, I'm just going to go ahead, I guess, and say it. Yeah, there is parts where, or I, I guess late when I was looking at it, I went, okay, yeah, kind of cool. I don't know. It didn't, there's nothing about it that stuck out, I guess, that I thought I was going to enjoy. I thought it was going to be pretty bland, but the more I actually got into it, the more I found myself enjoying it. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and I would definitely recommend it. And I have, uh, actually quite a few reasons for that. So let's game. Yeah. Yeah. This is a game for me as well. Uh, I, I saw some people like, so this has been out for a year now on PlayStation cause they had an exclusive deal before Microsoft bought Bethesda. But now that, you know, Microsoft bought Bethesda, this is now over. Actually, it wasn't even a one-year deal. This was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive. But then Microsoft was like, nah, now we're bringing it to Xbox now that we own the studio. But um, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo is, the combat's very unique. Like, when you first look at it, it's like, oh, it's a first-person shooter, but you use, you know, finger guns. But no, it's it's more than that. Like, the combat is, was kind of slow. It actually, it's weird. When I first was playing it, it was reminding me almost kind of like a turn-based, like, RPG of like how kind of slow it was moving, how enemies would move in to attack, but then they would kind of back off for to like kind of like rewind up their attacks. I don't know. It was really, it, it's it's much slower and I enjoyed that. My only issue is I think the game has a weird pacing issue. I feel like this game was really long and it didn't need to be. Because also too, the whole story is like end of the world. And you're like, well, we're going to go collect car parts. And it's like, okay, like, I, I, is it not that urgent? Like, I don't but get what's going on. I think they on. try to make up for that with timed events, which, like, I, I kind of wish like it was more evenly paced instead yeah. of having them. So I agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, like, the story is, it's good, but it was just, it was weird. Like I said, of, like, the whole purpose is, you know, like I said, your character is on the way to the hospital because your sister's dying. And you end up getting at a car crash and a spirit ends up possessing your body. And luckily in time too, because a mysterious fog rolls in and anyone who goes in the fog ends up disappearing and turning into a spirit and spirits from the other world start to invade Tokyo and starts to capture these 
people's spirits. So you are trying to stop this guy because the guy ends up kidnapping your sister for a nefarious plan. So you're trying to stop his nefarious plans. But it was just weird of like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. We got to save your sister. But then you're like, I'm going to collect spirits. I'm going to do side quests. Let me do this. It was just, I don't know. I thought the, the story pacing was weird, but I like the story. is any open world RPG though? Like, because we joke about it literally all the time about how everything is always urgent you know like in chorves when your friend was being attacked like they're imminently in danger of being attacked and you're just like okay cool i'm gonna go do a bunch of side missions and i'll get there when i get there because i know that when i show up that's when the actual fight is going to take place that's (laughs) that's just any given open world rpg i i do agree with you as far as the pacing overall in that i it's i like the pacing of the battle but the the game yeah it just seems to drag and i don't know i like the the main missions are seem spread out and slow and dry but yeah the the only difference though between something like chorves and this between the story moments like a cataclysmic thing happens like you see a big light or like things are shaking you're like oh no the end of the world but then it's like i'm going to go around and loot stuff like it felt different cuz this one was very much like you can see the thing going on and, but you're just like, nah, I'm not going to go there yet. I still think that happens quite often. Maybe, yeah. maybe not chorves, but quite often. And so I, I, I guess I kind of looked past it, but I, I get where you're coming from. And, um, yeah. Wait, that's... did you say if it was a game or not? I did. It's I, a I game. said it was a game. Okay. I, I did not hear that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> So I really like the story. It was weird. So like the person or the spirit that's in you, KK. Yeah. Uh, I was really interested in him. And there was, I know there was like side missions that, you know, you could learn more about him and stuff or like the, his paperwork or whatever. But I felt like I kind of wanted more. I mean, it, like at the beginning, you know, with the whole sister thing and stuff, they didn't really get you to like really invest in the characters. Like, it's like, oh, they took your sister, but it's like, okay, but can I have some like backstory? Can yeah. I have something? And I felt like they more focused on like the, the, the current here and now. And for me, like I, I'm more of a backstory person. No, so I like, I, but I do think like they did create an atmosphere with like, so like there are these scenes where they were the, um, like the, I call them like the ghost parades. They're called visitors. No, they're, they're actually, yeah. are, they're called ghost parades or something like that. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think visitor. yeah, or visitor. So parade. It's something it was, parade though. I think, yes. I think you're right, Liz. And I also thought too, like at the, the very beginning when you're like, like thrown into it, like the 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 spookiest scene is at the beginning when you're going through the hospital for the first time when you first see this ghost parade and stuff and it is really maybe it's because like Andrew works overnights so I was home by myself and maybe that's <laughs> why but I was just like this is spooky um, I don't really feel like that now but I just I felt like at the beginning they definitely created that atmosphere so um, story wise I do wish there was a bit more like i know that something happened with his parents and all that like i just haven't gotten to it maybe or i don't know if they're going to tell me but um but yeah see i 100 percent agree with you with the atmosphere like this game is rated teen but i would not want my three-year-old to be watching you play this game because it is it is creepy it's weird because usually when there is a horror game you kind of know what you're getting into it's you know it's probably gonna be a survival it's gonna be super gory something is gonna be chasing you but this is like a weird change of pace of like, I did, I felt not scared, but very uneasy. It was very creepy. Like they did such a good job with the atmosphere. And but the why are so many headless? And that's what I don't get. Like I, that's like the creepy part where like, especially like, what are they, school goals or whatever? Because yeah. you told me you can look up and see like, like why they are the way they are, like the yeah, ghosts. The history and of stuff. the demons, the, the visitors. But yeah, I think too, like, so our three-year-old right now all of a sudden is afraid of ghosts for some reason. I think it was from, like, something that she saw on, like, a, a show or something. I mean, every, like, t- even kid TV shows have everything now. Yeah. And I was, I would definitely not play it in front of uh, kids. It's creepy the way that... It reminds me of, like... So I didn't see the movie. That new movie, was it Megan or something? With that... Yeah. The way that they throw themselves, like, leg first. Yeah. Like, that's, like, my first thought when I see them. I don't like it. <laughs> I just thought they were, I don't know. Is it karate? I don't know. I thought they were, I thought they were like, ninjas. Oh, that's what is it called? But, well, it's so it's funny, actually, because I was playing this, and mm. 
my five-year-old was walked up and she was watching me play. She's typically scared of a lot of things. And she just kind of sat there and she's like, oh, what's that? And none of it actually bothered her. So like, Thanks. yeah, it's, it was like, I explained, her was like, yeah, they're like ghosts. I don't know. They, they came back. She's like, oh, okay. Do you have to fight those guys? Like, are those the bad ones? Like she just didn't care at all. Um, I mean, did you get to the real creepy ones? Cause like I, you get to the, the lamentation, I think it was, it was the, the floating one with teeth. Yeah. The one that looked like a, a jack-o'-lantern. Like, yeah. Yeah. That um, one, it, it wasn't any of those. And there's, and there's some that I've seen pictures of and I know they get, really creepy looking but i think what's interesting about it is i like i don't i'm not saying this is a fact but i think they're actually based on like japanese lore yeah of like demons and stuff right so like yeah that's what i thought was really cool is these aren't just made up whatever demons and i think these are actually stories they tell to kids uh but (laughs) but so like maybe it is for kids in some ways but you know what I, i don't know if where this is the right place. Maybe graphics is more the place for it. There was one scene and I was trying to get back to it. Um, where I was just, all I was doing was just running down the street. I wasn't in the middle of anything. I was just traveling throughout the city. And I happened to run by a stoplight and the shadows were just of a bunch of like little kids running across the street yeah. on the side of the truck. That I thought was the creepiest moment in the game because it didn't like, it didn't notice it at first. And I was like, wait a minute. And I turned and it happened again. I was like, Oh, that's really creepy. Cause it's like, Andrew, you have that thing with like creepy kids in movies. Yeah. yeah. yeah How'd you feel so about subtle. it? And that's what I liked about it is, is, and I think it's what you were saying it. And so I guess I kind of agree is it's a change of pace. Scary. It's not jump out and it's not gore. It's, it's very subtle little things like that. It's just like, Ooh, that's just creepy. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's been so long since we've had a kind of creepy horror game kind of like this. Um, I don't know if I'd fully classify it as a horror game, but it definitely makes you feel uneasy. But yeah, no, the the headless schoolgirls I thought was one of the creepiest. And I, that's what I liked was the enemy designs got progressively creepier and just really grotesque looking. And I, I loved it. It was just... It was just a lot of fun of the designs of them and just the atmosphere of it. See, but, I kind of think it's weird though that like they had like the umbrella man and then yeah. he just had like a bigger umbrella man, like yeah. he was he was overweight, and then like they had like a somebody in like a raincoat. So I feel like it didn't really progress in creepiness. It was like I just felt like it was just like oh, it's a bigger umbrella man. <laughs> I I think some of them did a little bit in that they got more. I don't want to say I guess more intricate in some ways where yeah. it was like, it was a schoolgirl, Then it was like, I don't know. She had like the sports oh. jacket on and, and, and yeah. like they, they changed up. They were, it was a lot of reskinning and I don't, I don't know if I got through enough different variations. Like if their moves change up at all, or if they just become a little bit more bullet spongy. Um, but that's what I mean. Reskinning, it makes it less scary, in my opinion. Like, for me, like, the schoolgirls, like, were, like, the creepiest. And then, like, when you start reskinning... What about the ladies with the scissors? Yeah. No, but, well, Those ones creeped me out. But no, but for me, like, the original Umbrella Man, like, that was creepier than the one after. Like, so for me, like, I thought the, the original were the creepiest. And then from there, it just kind of went downhill. I was like, oh, it's just like a... A different version of it so i don't know i disagree with that well i see where you're coming from of like the reskinning i would say yeah it would kind of wouldn't be as creepy but like there was so many different enemy types that really were very that were new characters new models like i said like the woman with the scissors the lamentation which is like a, a lady with long hair who's floating in the air and had like a pac-man mouth full of teeth uh like you just had these new creepy ones uh, another flying one the sanguine dancer was like a spinning umbrella that threw sickles at you, but it was just like a bunch of arms under like an umbrella. It was really creepy looking. I also just remembered, um, so that the schoolgirls, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, and I know I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, so forgive me. But I remember watching, I think it came out in the '90s. It was a movie about like Copiera. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a type of martial arts, but I remember oh. seeing oh, Capoeira. It's sure, why not? And um, From Bob's Burgers, the guy. Oh yeah, no, that is the same thing. Yeah. yeah, no, but it was a movie in the '90s, and I remember like thinking it was like the craziest thing where they would fling themselves leg first. Yeah, and so for me, that like I thought that was so cool. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
But I'm curious, Keith. So I talked to Andrew a little bit about this, but I, when, it, when you make the selection at the beginning, I did Japanese audio and English subtitles. What did you do? I did the same and I'm, I'm torn. I kind of wish I did the English text because there were moments where there was actually action happening while I was trying to pay attention to the dialogue. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. English text? You didn't do English text? Or, well, yeah, English subtitles. I mean, like, English dialogue. No, but dialogue. you're in the middle of combat, oh, though, okay. he said. Yeah. So, you said English text. I'm like, wait, are you reading Japanese yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that about me? I'm, I'm, I'm actually more of the bilingual. We won't get into all the languages I speak. Um, but, but, but no, in, like, there was t- moments I wish I had the English dialogue on so that I could have heard the dialogue rather than trying to like quickly read and get back yeah. into my combat. But at the same time, I don't think that there was any dialogue that I looked down at and went, boy, I'm glad I didn't miss that. Like, and not to say that it was meaningless, but it wasn't so meaningful that I needed all of it, I guess. No, I agree with that. I tried to switch it um, a couple times and it wouldn't let me. I don't know if it's because of where it was in the story. Um, it wasn't during combat. Um, just I kind of wanted to be able to go back and forth. But I am glad that I did like the Japanese audio because yeah. subs I mean, not dubs. Yeah, I love that. I, hate <laughs> I love that you the say voice that. acting. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. I don't know why I laughed. <laughs> That's what uh, people always watch anime always say. You always want to do subtitles. You never, you never do the dub English version. But, but Liz, I, I want to go back to a point you said that, which I kind of agree with, was the uh, how the game kind of threw you in with these characters and didn't give you much of a backstory. I'm on chapter five of six, and I still don't know that much. I think your sister was in a fire, but if she was in a fire, she's the best looking burned victim I've ever seen. You work in a hospital too. Yeah. yeah it just, just doesn't like, make... She had bandages on her arm and like, that's it. I could have been all in inhalation though. I guess, but still, I, but even then, they, yeah, like I still don't know much about your backstory. Like I do like that. The characters, your character, I already forget what you, I forget your Akito. character. Akiro. That's it. I remember something oh. with an A. Akito and, then, uh, and KK. KK, yes, the spirit. Which do you ever, I do, do they ever tell you what KK stands for? Or is he just KK? Not yet. Not that I'm not that I've seen. But uh yeah, I, I enjoyed their banter. And so like I'm with you, Keith, of like I never cared if I missed dialogue. So yeah, they talk sometimes during fights, but it was never like, oh that's that's I missed it. It was always very quick sentences too. So usually I could read it while I even in combat. Because like I said, combat is a bit slower and a little more methodical because you know you have your finger guns with uh, different elements. You have your bow and arrow and your talismans, like are your main sources of weapons. But the the enemies generally moved relatively slow. Like I said, to me, at least at the beginning, it felt more like a turn-based RPG of like how slow it was. Once you got more abilities and you can dodge and you can, you know, kind of do like these perfect blocks and counters, it obviously picked up more. But I felt like at the beginning of the game, it was just very slow and steady and I liked it. But I think that it fits because... Like you have these enemies who are slower earlier on, right? And they start to yeah. pace up. So when you when you pace up, they pace up with you. So it kind of makes sense, and I I suppose all all at all. But I I do agree that I don't know. Like I I guess if we're jumping into to gameplay a little bit, we're, we've been crossing the line. This is that's what of, I was trying to do. Was transition. Okay, is that did you really use much more than your finger guns? Like I did. I love the bow and arrow. Really, I didn't use it at all, and I and I didn't really put any points into it either. So most of my skill tree, I basically hung out around like the left side, where it was like more of my personal skills, like, like you were talking about yeah. the block, the the dodge. I was doing a lot of those things, and otherwise, I pretty much was just putting it actually, I think, into like the fire points because the fire was just the strongest one. It was good up close. It was good from a distance. Just. It, it had the splash it had everything i needed so yeah it just had it's, low ammo count yeah, yeah it's hard to get the ammo so i didn't even bother with dodge i kind of wanted a weapon which i know like the bow and arrow you do have but i mean like there's so many enemies that like for me it didn't make sense like i at where i am in the game like i only was carrying what like 10 or something so for me like i i didn't bother that much 
Uh, I found a knife that you can't use. And like there's obviously like prayer beads that like up certain things. But for me, like I felt like it would be nice to have some weapons. Especially there's so many stores and there's not like, a, like I mean, there you can buy like so much food. Like give me some weapons because I do like the um, like the wind attack and the water weaving and the fire and everything. But I just I wish I had like a a better melee and then also arranged. I felt like, and all, cause I also felt like I just like wanted more. I mean, you have like the three main attacks. Yeah. Like I, I definitely wanted more. And same with like the prayer beads. It's like, it's nice to get, but those are few and far between. Yeah. So I just felt like there's so much looting. I just wanted I, more combat stuff. I kind of get why they didn't give you a melee weapon because of the fact that you have finger guns. And so it's like, you put away your finger guns to use the bow and arrow, and that's about it. And I don't know, again, maybe once you upgrade it more, it gets better. But I didn't use melee either. It was really more of a last ditch, like push them away so that I could bolt out of there if I needed to. Uh, but I, I'm assuming you played on at least normal, Andrew. Maybe you yeah, beefed it up. I normal. I was going to say I did too. But, and I think you were saying it, Liz, regardless of what difficulty you played on is – I just, I always had so much food. So it was nice, but I I didn't feel like I ever had an issue. And that's where I thought gameplay almost at times, it was, it was never easy, but it, I kind of like my meaningless, meaningful thing. It wasn't necessarily easy, but it wasn't all that hard either. I actually died a decent amount. Oh, I did too. But I I was never dying frustratingly. It was mostly because I was just not paying attention to my health or like, I would forget that you have a little bit of a delay between eating something and then starting to shoot again. So I'd, I just mistime things a lot more than anything, but I didn't think there was any moments where I was like, Oh, this is really difficult. I think there was maybe one fight and I can't remember which one that I actually died multiple times on. See, I wish I did normal. I did easy. I didn't die a single time. And then like, I also like, I never used talismans, um, the talismans are really good. I mean, reading them, they sound great, but I I just never really needed to. Uh, not to go back to the story too much. <laughs> just one little thing. I thought it was interesting. So when you have the paper dolls or the katashiros, whatever, I I don't I almost don't want to oh. say things. I don't want to like mispronounce. <clears throat> but you go to these phone booths, right? I feel like I always picture Japan like way ahead of us with technology like if you look at like videos of stuff that they have that we don't have would they have phone booths that's a good question i'm going about that out because i was wondering that too like technology wise they're way like Uh, even like the stuff that they keep in their home they're way more advanced than us no akito makes a comment about that it's like at the very beginning when kk tells him to look for one, he goes we still have those yeah, but that's but what I mean. Like, I wonder them. if there really are. I mean, I, I do remember that, but it's like, I wonder if they really do have, because like most cities in the US don't have them. I, but I remember because like um, we use them all the time, like growing up, because um, like my mom didn't have a car. So she would call like taxis at like stores and stuff. And so for me, it's like, I, I kind of miss them. I love the idea of having them around in case like you're in that situation. Uh, but I just like, and it also just makes me want to visit Japan. Like when like this game just, I was just like, cause I've always wanted to go too, but I'm like, I just can't picture Japan having phone booths. But there was another complaint. Now that I thought, now that you brought that up, there was <laughs> one weird thing about the story that kind of irritated me. I, I can't figure out where you are. Are you in a different world? Because like you're getting spirits like Liz said, and they say, oh, you can return these spirits and we'll be able to return them back to a human form. And there's like clothes lying around. Yeah. But Tokyo is so populated, there's no way. Like the amount of clothes, yeah. is that what you're getting at? Like that, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, I have a different thing about the clothes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but what I'm going at too, like you're doing side quests for spirits that are dead? Like that you aren't capturing and returning to their bodies? And so like, that's what I'm confused about. I'm like, who's dead who's a floating spirit that can be returned to life. And even when it comes to like characters that you're interacting with, I'm like, I, I, that's what I found the most confusing. I didn't quite know where you were, who's dead. How are they talking to me? 
Like, I don't know. And like, some are, like, confusing. tangled or speared or whatever. And you have to, like, it's a, it begins with an A. They're, like, you have to do that symbol to. Oh, yeah, when they have an uh, affliction. Yes, that's the word. Yeah. And so, like, the, the, like how does that happen? Yeah. Like, it doesn't say. I just assume that, like, you're, the main character is in the real world. And, like, everyone's, like spirits have been disconnected but like i said it doesn't make sense because like even in a hospital like there'd be way more clothes like where are the clothes of like the nurses and stuff uh, well I'm, I'm actually impressed i actually thought there was quite a bit of clothes but did you also notice apparently no one wears underwear i didn't investigate the clothing that directly no <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't checking out the styles of the people that were left behind I don't know what's hip right now. Like, is going commando, like, the new thing? I don't know. Or like, no one. And then every once in a while you find baby clothes, and apparently babies don't use Oh, I, do you know what, I know. I mentioned this in another game. Like, why are there strollers Atomic around? Heart. Like, I don't, like, that, I don't need to see that. Like, you know what I mean? I don't see crutches around or anything. Like, why do I need to see, like, a... Like, that was one of the afflictions. One of the afflictions, the spirits had a crutch in them. I do. I wasn't sure if that was a crutch or if I was yeah. just seeing things with my eyes. But, yeah, like, that's, um... That's another thing, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't care for the the whole affliction thing because it just got old. Oh uh, yeah, t- I think I it time stuff just, kind it of. It just became tedious because it's like there's, I don't really get much of a bonus, and I just had to do a thing that took time for no real reason, not even a difficult thing, just a thing, and it became tedious. Yeah, so. Oh, speaking of tedious, uh, let's talk a little bit about the collectibles of this game. Yeah. So as we said, you're collecting these spirits. They're like uh, they're such a they're, they're like a group of people kind of in a ball. And usually, when you suck up a spirit, you get usually about a hundred spirits. The game has two hundred and fifty thousand spirits. There's a quarter million spirits you gotta collect. And like I said, majority of them are a hundred. Every once in a while, you get one that's like five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred. But those are few and far between. Majority of them are a hundred spirits. This game has an absurd amount of spirits you got to collect. And that's just one thing. Then you got audio locks. Then you got, you know, uh, like paper, like uh, like diary logs. Then you got Jinzo statues. Then you got uh, the cat relics. Like I have a, a question, though. So the blocks, you know how, like, they, they get the spirits in blocks and you have yeah, to save them? them? Yeah. yeah, so obviously, like, sometimes you're going to miss some. I Which mean, I did once. I didn't realize that event activated. Me too. No, I saw them doing it and I was like, Oh, like, is that like a timed thing? Yeah. It was. So it's like, for me, it's like, like, I mean, is there an achievement to get, like, not to get ahead, but like to get all the spirits? Like, can you even yeah, get all the there, spirits? Yeah, there's an achievement to get every spirit and then beat the game. And that brings me to like my main point of like what I disliked the, about the game. I feel like where I'm at in the game, the combat, it, it kind of got samey. And it's a, such a big aspect of the game that I was just like, I mean, there are times where I was just like, Do you know, I I don't want to fight you. I know I'm gonna win. I know like there's like there's like a couple guys, and I'd rather just go around you or yeah. like sneak up and get one of you and go where I'm going. But I mean, we're talked about we talked about earlier about how like there's a lot of you know reskins and stuff. The combat it doesn't really vary that much, and so you have all these you know achievements for like you know get all of this or get like the vast majority of that, and it's just like. That's a lot. Like I started yeah. doing side quests and then I kind of got bored with the the combat and I was like, I need to do main mission. I'm already kind of done with it. And I'm on chapter three, I think. Um, Cause like I said, I did a lot of the, the side missions. So that's why I kind of don't understand why they would do that when, you know, it, it, it is samey. Yeah. I I'm hundred percent with you. This is one of the first in a while where I did an open world game. When I saw just how many collectibles are in this game, I was with you, Liz, where I'm just like, I want to beat this game and I want to finish the story. So I was just skipping everything. I only did like six side quests. And yeah, they're all pretty samey. But sometimes so like, I'd accidentally start one because it just looks like a spirit. Yeah. And then I'd be like, well, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I've just been beelining to the objective. I'm not trying to do extra stuff because I'm just like... I want to see the story because I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. The combat's getting samey. The side missions are the same. And then another one of my complaints, I don't care for the skills in this game. None of the skills for the most part, they just speed things up. Like you can, usually when you're in combat, you are essentially exposing a core on the enemy's chest. And yeah. if it, you know, if you expose it enough, you can kind of do like an insta kill. 
you know, you like send out a rope and you try to grab the core and you destroy the core and it kills the enemy. And so like there's your skills are essentially ways to speed that up. Like, oh, yeah, you can make the score like stay more exposed longer or, you know, you can you know, crush the core faster. And there was no skills that I was like, this is a must. You have to get the skill like it, it changes everything in the game. No, they were all just kind of speeding up and making things more efficient, which I didn't care to do. I also just thought of something that kind of, I mean, backtracking a little bit. <laughs> um, we were talking about like where are where is your character? Like, is it in like the the real world yeah. kind of thing? So like, I mean, so you have like the Timu, right? And the the grappling, whatever. Say that you get a grappling hook. There's still no height damage. And at one point, like KK leaves your body, your body, you can still run around. You're intact. Yeah. So that means it's not real. Like, you're not in the real world because you're falling from buildings and you're okay. Like, that car accident, you're not limping or anything. And, like... Well, KK heals your body when you got the car accident. That you kind of saw. No, but, like, afterwards, like, everything that you go through, like, there's no real damage. You know? Like, for me, like, there would be height damage or something if, like, it really was... You know what I mean? You still have some of the powers... When you don't have KK, because you can absorb. Actually, yeah, but you can right, still die you though. You can quick purge. No, you're actually right. That was one of the dialogues. They, when you're first is KK, they say you are still connected to him, and that's how you're able like, to. Yeah, him like yeah, like you don't know it at first. It's not until you talk to Rinko. I think yeah. her name is. Um, I was called a Ringo. <laughs> but yeah, she she explains that you're Me connected too. to him still. So you still maintain some of his powers and i think that's why you don't have at least i think that's what explains like the height damage and stuff i don't know you make a valid point but i i think that's the explanation i don't know for sure though (laughs) but i just felt like when he left the body you would die but you know they did that first because yeah when the game starts half your face is missing yeah supposedly what happened in the accident but if you remember there's a scene where kk heals your body and but it's still but like he's la- he's like like locked up in a spear. He can heal you from there, but he can't get out. I don't know. But you also got to admit too, if that game, if the game, yeah, you're, when you're playing this game, no height damage. All of a sudden you lose that guy, and then all of a sudden you have height damage. You'd be pissed. No, that's true. The team and stuff yeah. like. But you know, at the same time, like if you can grapple to that like bird man, why can't you Tengu. just what Tenku? That's what they're called. I see. I was calling him Timu earlier. Like I, I was so bad with that. But um, like, why can't you grapple to other buildings and stuff? Yeah. And it just like it bothered me too that you go up some flights of stairs but not others. You know, that that's really random. But like for me, like it's like why can't I grapple to other buildings? That would have made it way more fun. Why wasn't I just Spider Man? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were points where you would you could kind of like half climb. Like it wasn't even just like a grapple on like you you would if you were close enough you would sort of climb up and then grab which I don't know it I, I, I didn't think much about it because there wasn't a ton of platforming required like there was stuff on the roofs of buildings but I didn't feel like there was enough platforming that <clears throat> excuse me that the that the way the like the grapple and all that worked matter yeah. much I guess but I I. Yeah, I would I would definitely be pissed if all of a sudden halfway through <laughs> there was height damage because I would forget every time. Yeah, and honestly, so I. because I hated the bow and I didn't have it leveled up at all, when I lost KK, I was just like, well, I'm going to run past everything and I'm just going to get KK <laughs> back. That's what I'm going to do. I want to finger gun people. Maybe I should. <laughs> I want to go. Okay. Let's. <laughs> Well, anyways, um, when when KK does leave you for a while, it is like a kind of a scary moment, isn't it? Super glossy. So scary. It's terrifying. So I just ran, ran so far away. I have had that song stuck in my head for like three weeks. You're welcome. Like we're just gonna, we're just gonna go past but, it. And, anyway, what did you guys think of the um, timed events? 
Because, like, so there's one at the beginning. There's one where I'm at now, and I was just, it was right before we started recording. Well, like, probably like 30 minutes before we started recording. I was just like, do you know what? I think this is a good stopping point. I, I like the world events. I wish there was more of them. The only two I kind of saw were when the spirits are getting trapped in boxes, and then when the ghost parade's going on. You know, I feel like I've never seen you, like, truly cry, and you have, like, just, like, tears down your face. <laughs> the, I, I do wish there was more of the timed events, mostly because they were interesting, and yeah. it was a quicker way to gain souls. I love the ghost parades. I thought those were fun. Oh, fun. Yeah, because were, it, it yeah. was just big out melee brawls. I think yeah. I actually only did, I actually only did one of them. But it was wait. It you was guys fun. fought during them? Yeah, it, like what did you do. It sucks. You, you, you hide. They go away. No, you. If you fight them, you go into this and I, arena and, and you do. You fight a bunch. I of thought people the first time it showed you, it like forced you. Even like I didn't really have a choice. Yeah, that's right. It yeah, like it just forced you the first time. It just like popped up in front of my face. It was like, well, I guess I'm doing this. And then I assumed after that I would have opportunities to bypass them, but. Um, I don't know, might... maybe, maybe you can bypass the, even the first one. I don't know if I was in an arena. Why are you laughing, Andrew? I might have been. I might have been sucked into an arena, but after that, when I saw the ghost parade, I just, I just like hid because I thought that they could see me and they went away. But like, yeah, the music picked up and yeah. stuff, and it's it's super eerie. But yeah, I. I, you don't have to fight during all of them. No, no, but there were fun fights. I always loved when the game went into like an arena mode and you just fought a bunch of people. I know they did. That's it, why I didn't do it. The ghost parades have a ton of enemies. And yeah, they're actually a lot of fun. But with this, with Ghostwire Tokyo now coming to Xbox, there has been a free content patch called Spider Threads. Did you guys play that alternate game mode? I was no. going to ask you about that because I was going to ask you if you knew what my favorite part of Ghostwire Tokyo was. Yeah, and uh, I think the roguelike element of spider threads. Oh man, when I fired that up, I was I started reading. Went, but wait a minute, this is this is a roguelike, and uh, yeah, so spider thread is awesome. Is, yeah. is Can you explain it to me? Because I didn't play it. It's it, essentially it's it's a roguelike version of of the gameplay. But what it does is it just brings you in, like it drops you into a floor, which is like a little section of a city, and it gives you just some random objective yeah objective it'll be find a specter you know get protect the, the spirits yeah some ran, some random thing an uh, optional one and then it will tell you how many certain collectibles of like food money and what is it there's a, there's a third one but anyways there's like three different collectibles or four different collectibles that'll tell you how many there are to collect in that area and then you go to the next floor and you rinse and repeat and then every so many floors you go to these like what is it the cat's meow or something like that yeah, uh cat's paw yeah the cat's paw where there's just a bunch of shops where you can do permanent upgrades temporary upgrades and all of that and then if you die you start back at the first floor and you start over and the objective is like 24 25 floors i think oh i didn't get that get? i only got to i think six or seven was my furthest yeah i i, I didn't play till i died but yeah i only got i only just Played a little bit of the game mode, and I did like floor five. And I mean, I, I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna rate it as a rogue, like it is, it's not the best one because it's kind of slow paced, but it, it it is a very fun addition to the game. And yeah. and not just because I like roguelikes, I think it's just it takes the gameplay and like we were talking about is that sometimes it feels like there's not enough fighting in the game, and I felt like in the spider thread version or the spider's thread mode, there was. It wasn't a ton of it, but it was very like dedicated combat and you weren't yeah. spending a lot of time running around the city looking for things to do. It was go to the floor, drop into the next one, combat, go to the next floor, repeat. And and it actually just it was a lot of fun actually. Yeah. Cuz like getting the collectible stuff that you were saying is optional. Like you can just keep going and not worry about collecting all the food and spirits and whatnot. So yeah, it was it was interesting. But the nice thing too is uh so in the mode, there's some new enemy types, which they added into the main game and some new weapons. Like, uh, I know the exposure talisman, I do believe is a new weapon that was added to the main game. And then, yeah, there was a couple new enemies, which I got an achievement saying like you killed all the new enemy types. So I think it's cool that, yeah, this content update is, it's kind of small, but it was like, it's a nice addition that they also just throw in the main game. I also like, I, so I was saying earlier that I felt like the combat got samey, but I will say that they did, 
add new elements. So like, I mean, obviously I was talking about like the timed events, but at one point you're supposed to protect, I think like, if, I forget if it was a ghost or just a woman, but I didn't Ringo. realize. What? Yeah, you had to protect Ringo. Yeah, I didn't realize at first that I was trying to protect her, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, not very observant. But then I noticed like there was like that that trail from one of the enemies. And I was like, oh, I think I'm supposed to protect her. And, you know, then I, you know, did obviously. But I will say that there were some like combat elements like that that were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wish that there was more. I will say the protecting game modes are super easy because the enemies ignore you. They walk right by you and they're just going straight to whatever you're trying to defend. And you could just go up and instantly kill the enemies. Like you could do a quick purge and just kill them in one hit. So I like I found those objectives super easy. <laughs> well, they were they were weird in some ways too because there were points where they would notice you, but they would move slow enough that you could still sneak around behind them sometimes and do a quick purge. I don't know if you've yeah. ran into that, but yeah, largely that's kind of what i would do like that i was i actually just recently did that same fight liz so i i have it fresh in my mind and the only thing that gave me a little bit of trouble was the the giant guy that came out of nowhere um just because i have the to hammer be, guy yeah and i happened to be running low on ammo so i i struggled with him a bit i don't think he killed me still but it was it was a little bit more of a fight i don't but up until that point i don't think she had even like taken a point of damage uh, one minor thing that I absolutely love about the gameplay, uh, like we said, the way you heal is by eating various foods that you find around the food. <laughs> you eat various foods that you find around the city. There you go. And one thing that's great is every time you eat a food, it permanently increases the max your max health. So it's like as you're healing more, you're increasing your overall maximum health permanently. And I actually love that feature. So like literally I would just take one little hit of damage and I'm like, oh, drinking a soda. Me oh. too. Yeah. I just constantly keep just chugging, chugging things so I could have like as big of health bar as possible. Probably should have done that more often. I just, I, you know, we, we talk about Liz preparing the end of the world for others. <laughs> and, and I'm just, just thinking about how like it's a good thing all this food is still good. Or the fact that you go into a hoarder house, like a legitimate hoarder house, and there's rats running around and trash everywhere. And you're just like, ooh, hey, snack. And you take that and you I eat it. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, my word. I mean, yeah. I'd eat it. No, I, I yeah, saw you're just that. you going to eat some hoarder house snacks? All those flies around? Like, absolutely no thank you. All my coworkers make fun of me because I literally eat anything that's left in the break room. Oh, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I am a disgusting human being who has children. <laughs> I eat food that they hand to me. Like I yeah. I am aware that I am disgusting. So many boogers. So yeah. many oh, boogers. I, uh, <laughs> boogers are probably the least gross thing that are on whatever they're handing me. But you know, like I I will do that because I love my children, and I will just I will you know make them happy or whatever. But I will tell you, I am not going to walk into that rat infested <laughs> and grab a bag of. I, that looks I, like because who knows if that's a bag of fast food from today or if that's a bag of fast food from last year. <laughs> I feel like I see like necessity and politeness in the same way, where like I actually like know hoarders that are like bug infested houses and stuff, and if I went to their house and they offered me food. I would feel rude not like saying no. <laughs> and it's the same with like necessity. But I think it's funny too. Like I also adapted this mentality that Andrew has or like he'll eat expired food. Like he doesn't care. And whenever I say like, you could get sick from that. He's like spring cleaning. And so like now whenever it comes to like food that I'm like a little skeptical of, like that's kind of like the phrase that I think oh, I of. Mean, spring did, cleaning. <laughs> Amber will throw away things like, uh, like garlic powder because it's expired. I'm like, well, it's garlic powder. We that's can, Liz. Yeah. No, we can, no. We can keep that. Now, if you're going to go away and throw away the milk that's a week old, fine. I will. I will Smell accept, check. I will, I'll accept it because I don't really care. I'm like, fine, we'll just buy more. I don't actually care. But it, it just makes me laugh because that's that's something I would, I would have something that is five years expired. If it is a powdered product like that, I am not thinking about it. Well, that's kind of a joke because like, you know, you, you go to your grandparents' house and they have like stuff from like 1999, like spices. Oh, my parents used to have, yeah, they've dug out, I think like a seven or eight year old can of frosting one day. (laughs) It was was pretty, pretty old. I have like Andrew, like he also influenced me with this. Like I do have some expired spices, but I have like, like, cause I write them down. Cause I won't get into that, but like, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> no, because okay, so no, I'm going to. The days you eat them in case you no, die, like this because so I have them all day. written down because I don't want to sound like a crazy person. I so we do grocery pickup, <laughs> right. and one time they came and there was no cap on one of the spices, but it had like the seal. And then another time I did grocery pickup, and it was a broken cap, so I ordered containers for my spices, and so now I have them written down. And then it's like you know by the end of the year if they're you know. If they're expired, I was like, oh, I'll toss them out. And then, like, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> so now they're, like, a year and a half expired. But it's only a couple of them because I have, like, I have a lot of spices. But I like, Liz, you say smell check. And according to you, With milk. everything smells bad. I have a super sense of no. Every packet of meat, you're like, that smells bad. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It smells like meat. No, no. So, okay, this is a, a perfect example. <laughs> Um, so I do have a super sensitive Change nose, but like it's like most smells that like bother people don't bother me. But like, for instance, like I opened a package of chicken and I was like, this smells like bleach and Andrew didn't believe me. And I Googled it. And in the U S yeah, your chi- it's some chicken comp like some factories, they do use a solution that does smell like bleach. Andrew doesn't smell anything at all. And I was like, so I don't buy that brand anymore. I don't want chicken that smells like bleach. Um, so yeah, I do the smell check and actually it makes it so that you don't have bleach chicken. You're welcome. But like milk is something that like, it's very easy. You smell it and it's good. It's turning or it's bad, you know? Yeah. You, do you even smell the milk if it's expired, Andrew? No. Nah. That's what I thought. <laughs> you wait to see if it curdles. so quick that it never expires. So I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty safe bet at our house is that it hasn't been in there long enough to have expired. Um but also, I just I usually do a visual check on milk. I don't know, is it chunky? It's probably fine. <laughs> I know it curdle like if, if you, when you put it in like coffee or something, it'll curdle when it's bad. But it looks normal on the outside. But do you know what's weird? Half and half or like whipping cream, it always smells awful out yeah, of the carton. Yeah, smells all funky. You can't tell unless you pour it in a glass and then smell it. Yeah. But anyways, there's also dog food in this game because you can <laughs> oh, feed yeah, and pet games. the animals. <laughs> I was, I was actually I was gonna literally do the exact same transition. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah, and I think like the fact that the dogs give you something in return is great. But I would have pet them anyways the and given them the food you. anyways. You can you can you pet the pet? You can you can kind of pet the cats. Like you like when you pet a dog, your character's like both hands like oh good boy, and a cat mm-hmm. he's like he barely like pets them. Like, you gotta be like, careful. <laughs> yeah. Those cats are like you can tell that they're a little bit sassy. Oh, they are. That's what I love when you read the thoughts of the dog. They're just like oh hi friend. Your friend, yeah. feed. And then <laughs> yeah. you go to the cats, and there was one of them I ran into. It was like, oh, I'm hungry, but I don't want to get up. It's like, <laughs> nice. I want a pet so bad. Like, this game just made me realize, like, I need. Andrew doesn't want a cat. I want a cat or a dog so bad. Either. But, get uh, a cat, not a dog. No, you have a dog. You're going to get a dog. <laughs> No, seriously, dogs are. I love dogs. I love other people's dogs. I want to go pet all of the dogs and snuggle all of the dogs in the world. Dogs are too much work. I don't want any more dogs. Give me a cat. Do you know, I saw this commercial. This is so off topic. But Jenna Fisher from The Office in this commercial for like a, a kitty litter, like a, a cat box system. Yeah. And you don't you don't have to like do the uh, pooper scooper thing or anything. Hundreds of dollars. No, of course. You know what I mean? Like, And I think it's like a Tony Shalhoub once did this thing where he like he had this like stick thing that you put under his dog so he didn't have to scoop it up. People don't want to deal with their, their their pet crap, and they come out with all this crazy expensive <laughs> stuff. But really, like that cat box just blew my mind. Hundreds of dollars. I forget how much it was, but it blew my mind. I'd rather scoop the poop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like dealing with waste either. Uh, <laughs> but are you glad, Keith? Uh, this game has uh, dog buttholes. Uh, I, I did not look for the dog butthole. No, I confirm. could tell you were transitioning. I'm, I'm not surprised that you did. Did you check the cats as well? Cats did not have a butthole. Because I see enough cat butthole in my life because that's what my cat likes to do. They pointed at you. Walk up in my face and be like, hey, here's my butthole. And that's, so is that why you like cats? Like, is that why you're pro cat? You know, He's the timing is not great on that, comment, on that statement. But no, that is not why I like my cat. That's one of the reasons I don't like my cat at all. She's butthead. But, no, uh, but the cats, the cats definitely don't because uh, the shopkeepers are the spectral cats and they're always, uh, 
If they had buttholes, yeah, they they literally are always <laughs> sitting in position. Them. Yeah, because they're literally sitting in position where it's like literally their butt or crotch is right in your face. Graphics, oh. though. I mean, talking about buttholes. I mean, I... No. talking about animals. Uh, the graphics, though. Uh, I loved the design of the city, but Liz, so I remember you saying this when you were playing this. You're like, man, I really want to visit Tokyo. This game made me not want to visit Tokyo. Well, it's all like, and I, I love the rain. You know that we live in yeah. a place where it doesn't rain very often. It makes me very sad. Um, but I mean, when you think of Tokyo, they weren't really showing what you're thinking of. Um, I don't know. This is kind of what I was thinking of. Really? What do you mean by that? To me, I I felt claustrophobic. Just like, there's just so much stuff and everything is so close. Well, I guess like when I'm like, I I guess it's more Japan. Because there are, there are areas of Japan, especially like touristy places where you have, you know, there is like a lot of open space. I would be nervous visiting Japan simply because they have like different, like things that they consider rude that you wouldn't consider rude. And so like you actually like really have to read up on things that like might offend people. Like if, you know, just being out in public, the way that you eat, everything. But I, you know, I was, I guess, like, more Japan. I feel like I actually wouldn't want to visit Tokyo the most out of Japan. No. I, I loved the design of the city. Like, I thought it was a really cool city itself. But anytime I play any sort of open world in, like, an Asian city, I find them so hard to navigate. Like, usually just about any other game, like, like all the Grand Theft Auto games, I can usually be like, oh, I know these streets are like the back of my hand. But I remember, like, uh, when I played, like, Sleeping Dogs. I think that was based in Tokyo. I put hours in that game, and I still had no idea where I was. And even in this game, I'm, like, going through these different districts, and then I look at my map, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm actually, like, by the beginning area. Like, I did not notice that. So I always just get so confused with navigation. Well, it's good that you can fast travel, then. Yeah, you can fast travel, and the map is good in this game. I'm curious, though. Like, what about it do you find confusing? It's all very samey looking. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. You, yeah. you go to an area and like every once in a while they'll, they'll give you like a landmark name or be like, oh, so such and so shopping district. And I'm like, this looks like the apartment district. Do you know what's weird? Because like I actually, there are certain buildings that I was like, wait, I went back. The guy actually knew yeah. certain structures and buildings and stuff. So I knew if I was going the wrong way, the map is fantastic. But I actually feel like I, I kind of knew the direction. Which is weird. Yeah, for, for, especially for you. I will say, but like I said, at least like <clears throat> this game has a very, really good waypoint system. Like you can see where your objective is and it tells you how far it is. You know, you can place personal waypoints. You have a spirit vision where you kind of drop like a, it looks like a raindrop you're dropping on the ground, but it like highlights things around you, but it'll show you like a direct path to your objective. I, so this game did a good job with the navigation itself though. It so didn't, didn't it lost. didn't. Cause it, I felt like that it gave you like, the like as the crow flies straight to your destination yeah. it wouldn't be like all right go th- into this room and and i didn't need it to for the most part but i didn't i didn't think that that little like teardrop thing was an effective method at least for finding my objective it was good for finding stuff around me i which... think like find finding your way out of a building was a little tricky with it because it would show you like the the two lines like you're supposed to go up but it doesn't show you how to how to get there um and then i also do think that the map does need a zoom because there are a couple times where like the icon there's like two or three icons like on top of each other and so i had to keep going back and forth with the map trying to get it to press y and it cycles through the icons that are your near oh i didn't know that yeah but still like just i like that feature a lot actually is when you have all those things that are just like so closely overlapping you just tap y to cycle through them yeah. But it's such a big city. Why do you need three icons in one building? And there's like nothing around it. That doesn't make sense to me. That's why I just think that like a zoom would be easier. Yeah. Or have it, it does, in a different it building. Have a zoom, but it sucks. But I, I, one thing that irritates me though is even when you collect a relic or something like that, the, the, I, there's still an icon on the map. Yeah. Our side quests, when you complete them, they, yeah, they're just darker. Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. I did not like that. I think it's nice if you're tracking to get a completion rating. Because then you can look at a, you know, interactive map on the internet and you can go, oh, okay, you know, I see I got this one, I got this one, I got this one. So it's good for checking off the collectibles. Is it fil- but is it able to be filtered? I believe so. I did see there was a filter option. I just didn't play with them. Yeah. Because I was say, maybe if you can do that, I guess. But I feel like the default should pretty much go to, like, 
that. And maybe that's yeah. just what's annoying me about it. But I also didn't try to play with it to see if I could could do that. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as far as audio goes, I I will say I I think the atmosphere of this game is very creepy. There's not a lot of music. And I think it works so well with the game because you're just like, you're in this very condensed big city and it is just silent and creepy. You hear a lot of rain. You can hear some ghosts. The ghosts make some really creepy noises. And then even too, when you're collecting the spirits, like people are kind of stuck in a loop. And they're just saying kind of weird, creepy things. But yeah, sometimes I kind of wish there was some music. Like I wish like during arena fights. Well, the parade, when that kicks in, there oh, is a little bit cool. of music. So yeah. I feel like it's so subtle and little, but you immediately pick, or I immediately picked up on it. And same with like the beginning, like um, I think there were, I can't remember, but I think there were noises like when you were in the hospital. Oh my God. That was, that was so creepy. Yeah. Um, but I think like the, the subtlety was really good. And like you do hear like the, the evil ghost too. Like, isn't there like some that like giggle? Yep. Yeah, the, the schoolgirls giggle. Um, yeah, you can tell when there's enemies around, and there's also the icon that shows you like yellow, red, like they see you kind of thing. Yeah. But I think audio-wise, they did a great job. The, the yeah, I was gonna say I think the one with the little yellow coat too. I think that one made oh. some noises. The, yeah, the and raincoat. then the, like the whistle when the raincoat kids creep me out because it remind me of the uh, the kid from It. Yeah, you know that gets. You well, know, taken in the beginning. I would say the 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 big tall lady with a hat was like a Resident Evil meets Ring. Yeah, look to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like all of I thought all of them. Well, you know, whether you like or dislike the the kind of reskinning them is one or is whatever. I think overall the design of the enemies is really cool, and just all the intricacies of like even was it like the Kappa that you're finding or the Tanukis, which I think are just racco- raccoons. Yep. So, yeah, like I just I, I liked all the little character designs and and all of that fun stuff. I I love the Tanuki when you first meet him. He's just like, "What's up, bro?" Like he's like yeah. super cheerful. Yeah, the Tanuki side quests are, are pretty awesome because they like you're just seeing a regular object, but you see a raccoon tail on it. And yeah, that's how you find him. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't actually even do any of those ones. But that's oh, really? just like another collectible quest, isn't it? It is. Yeah. One of the many other things you can collect in this yeah, game. Yeah, I met the first one and that was it. Oh, but the actual voice acting, I really enjoyed. Like, I thought the character, like, conveyed a lot of emotion and dialogue. Because, obviously, I don't speak Japanese. But it just, it worked so well. And I actually really liked it. I kind of wish that I had heard, like, the English yeah, voice actors to know if the they did a great is. job. But, yeah, Japanese uh, voice actors, I think, did a fantastic job. Uh, but as far as achievements goes, I do not recommend this game for achievement hunters. So the game's listed as 11 hours to play the main story, which I find that kind of hard to believe. I think I'm at like 14. Uh, but for main quests and side missions, you're looking at 12, uh, 20 and a half hours. If you're looking to complete everything, you're looking at 37 hours. So this game has some meat to it if you uh, really want to do all of the collectibles. Andrew, there's a lot. you got 450 with 32 achievements um, out of 66. Keith and I, we tied 180 out of um, 1,180 gamer score, and we both got 14 achievements. So yeah. yeah, I felt like they were not trickling in very much. Yeah, I thought like at a certain point, like you get a certain amount of like you know spirits, you get an achievement, and like I thought it, there would be more, more of that, but there wasn't. The, well, there is. You, There's you just an achievement a- for 25% spirits, 50, 75, and 100% of the spirits. Did but I mean, it doesn't a- trickle, is what he said. That, I, like, for me, like I've, the amount of gameplay that I put in, I don't think it was trickling. That's yeah. But did you notice, though, and I'm, and I'm curious if it's a weird translation thing or if there's a reason why it says it. But it, did you notice that it says at least 100%? Is it? I don't know if it's because there's more... Because oh, of because probably because the boxes that leave too. Well, the boxes have a separate category. Yeah, there was, so there's I don't know if there's a way to oh. go over a hundred percent. Maybe like there's they almost give you extras to make it so that you don't have to fully hundred percent to hundred percent. If that makes wow, sense. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. But it's like I said, it could just be a weird translation thing of of how it reads in it. But yeah, the I don't know if it's for both the hundred percents, but I noticed it. I noticed it on the one at least for doing it before you complete the game. And it said, collect at least 100% of the spirits before completing the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Also, another thing real quick. Do you guys get any thing. bugs? Any what? 
bugs? I did I, not. No, so, I don't okay. think we any. I, yeah, there were a couple times where, like I said, like left trigger to open and I did it um, and it wouldn't open. And there's one time I accidentally hit it twice. And so it just started like fluttering, like <laughs> open, open, close, open, close. And like the left trigger thing disappeared. So, I mean, uh, sometimes you can't open things, but I, it was few and far between. I don't know. I ran into that. I thought it had some like, cause things moved at points from like ghosts, I thought. No, so, but it says left trigger. Like you right. can open it. Well, I yeah. know, I, but I had one of those too. But it was like, I I think it was some. There was things that were just a little bit finicky, and that like I had to like look at it just right. It was like one of those little like trash bins, right? No, but did it open and close? Open and close after? Like it was like it bugging like, out on you? It like fluttered and then it settled. So I thought it was yeah, just it like never... a little like ghost action. All they ever did was just had a little bit of currency in them anyways, really. There was never anything of any consequence or real value. No, I so. know. But it, like unless like there is like a weird thing with the game where it like tells you that you can open it and then it like tricks you. It definitely is a bug because it happened a couple times with me. Um, and it was, like you said, it's, you're not really missing out, but... Um, it is kind of weird that it happened like a couple times with me. If anything, the amount of things that you can open in this game that have absolutely nothing in them drove me <laughs> nuts. Yeah. As just, Opening a closet and there's just nothing. It's just like, okay, that was like, a waste. What, what good was that? But that's that's a very minor thing. But it also drove me nuts. Well, sometimes it'd be like, you know, ghosts hiding in the bathroom. You know, sometimes you turn the corner and you're like, oh, there's not going to be a ghost in the bathroom. And there was. So that's a nice little surprise. Um. Uh, but I played majority of this game on xCloud, and I will say for an xCloud game, it's it's pretty good. Because, yes, it is a first-person shooter, but like I said, it's a bit more slow-paced. Uh, I will notice some of the lagging made my aiming a little bit difficult, but it was kind of nice. The left trigger specifically is aim assist. So if you could just kind of have your reticle near an enemy, and if you press left trigger, like it helps lock onto an enemy a little bit better for you. Oh, so, you originally said you didn't prefer it on the cloud like you're like oh i kind of want yeah, to play a different no, it game. plays better on console but i thought it was fine on the cloud like it no so overall it's not a bad cloud game the auto save is pretty good I, I i had no issues losing any product progress or anything like that i don't know about you guys no and you could you could manual save pretty easily too yeah and it was it was pretty allowing of of that whenever you felt like it uh yeah but uh let's get into our final thoughts here so for me ghostwire tokyo is a lot of fun it's it was a unique experience for a first person action adventure game. Like I, it's not too sweaty. It's, it's really creepy, which I really enjoyed. The atmosphere in this game is fantastic. You know, if you know anything about, you know, Japanese spirit lore, like they have a lot of stories and myths and legends. And this game just embodies a lot of them. And it's, it's really cool. It's a really fun environment. I just, I think the pacing is a little weird. I think there's just way too many collectibles. And I thought the pacing was weird because of the story of like, that's uh, the end of the world, but let's go take our time and walk around. So it was a little bit weird. I fully agree with what you guys are saying. I thought the combat was starting to get a little stale. So it was weird to, for me to be playing this game. I'm just like, I just want to do main quest. I don't care about doing any of the side stuff anymore. And I, I don't think that's a good sign when you're just like ignoring things. You're just like, eh, I just want to kind of get to the end. But overall, it's it's a really fun experience. I love the environment. The story is, is interesting. I want a little more of it, but... I like what it's doing. Uh, for me, this is an eighty-three. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's I've I said it was game at the beginning. Obviously, still still stands by that. Um, but I think it's it really a lot of what Andrew is saying. I I really enjoyed my time playing Ghostwire. I I wasn't sure I was going to, and the parts that I didn't like, I think, were kind of what I was worried about. Is that it? It just felt a little slow paced at times. Um, but all in all, like the actual combat, like Andrew was saying, is unique enough that it's fun, even though it's not fast, but it doesn't make it feel easy at the same time. So it's 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 just a unique game and it's it's worth checking out if you like open world games, if you like action RPG kind of games. It's not going to be the best one you've ever played, but it's it's worth checking out. And um, yeah, I was I was going to go with an 85 um, I guess like um, I feel like mine's too high now. I was gonna give it an eighty-nine. No. Um, I, but there's some things that I kind of wish that they like scaled back on, like we talked about. 
um, wanted a little bit more story and things like that. But I just felt like overall, like, I mean, it's been a while since I played a game like this. I thought it was exciting and it was fun to play and all that. And looking at Metacritic for Series X, 83 and 7.6. I think that's going to do it for us this episode. Uh, I want to say a quick thank you to all the people who have been writing comments and participating in the polls that we've been doing on Spotify. Uh, a lot of you guys' answers are surprising me. Like I, I thought more people would be against 343 continuing with Halo, but it was a very 50-50 kind of close of response. So thank you all so much for the comments and, the, and participating in the polls. I've been loving seeing what you guys all are saying and what you guys are participating in. Uh Please let us know if you want us to do more side quest talk episodes. Uh, I had a nice, I had a nice suggestion for a different name because uh, boy talk is a little weird. <laughs> but Keith, you just said you didn't like the boy talk episode. Oh, I mean, it's it's just too much of us. <laughs> it's, so you don't want more of them? Well, it's, I want more boy talk because I think boy talks like Liz should join boy talk. Is what I'm saying. Boy talk is for everyone. I've I've said this before. Boy boy talk is for boys, girls, everyone. There's there's <laughs> nobody that it's not for. Maybe the listeners needed a break from me as well, you know. <laughs> Which I love one of the polls I did for Age of Empires is should Liz make an elephant noise? Uh majority of people said yes. One person said no. So one person really Is that not... like an insult or are they <laughs> yeah. trying to help me out? Like, that's I what someone, I want to know. I think someone's got your back, Liz. <laughs> You know, I like to see the glass half full as well. You know, I, um, watch them right in and be like, "No, I just don't want to hear anymore." <laughs> I just. Oh, so does that mean I? I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to do it eventually, huh? I mean, yeah. Maybe I should look up some YouTube videos because I don't want it to be like real, like terrible, like everyone just silent after. <laughs> I just like I, I just, want it to be like solid effort. <laughs> solid effort. I just want to see more comments from Eugene. I, I, oh, yeah. I appreciate Eugene's honest, honest and direct reviews. Honest, yeah, thank you so much to uh, Eugene. I love those. You're my favorite. Oh, is that the one that was like, oh, I like this episode. This one was okay. Yeah, <laughs> not very good. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if you want to uh, give us a game recommendation or just say hi, you can email us at gamepassgrab at gmail.com. You can find us on our Twitter or Facebook at Pod. And we also, you know, have a Discord, which I have a link of that somewhere on our, on our link tree. Yeah. But, uh, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Hans. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I've been Keith and... Yep, nothing. <laughs> and nothing. <laughs> and I'm Liz Noob, Gamertech coming on Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob ZW, and I'm on Instagram, Liz Noob. All right, we're going to finger gun out of here. Catch you all next week. Bye. Bye, guys.